guys and welcome to today's episode of The Playful Psychologist. Thanks for tuning in. Um, So if you follow me on Instagram at The Playful Psychologist, you would have seen that today's chat is going to be all about my personal experiences growing up with a brother on the autism spectrum. Um, So I put the question out to you guys as to what you guys, you know, wanted to hear about. And I've tried to incorporate um, as many of those questions as possible. As a general kind of overview, the main questions I got asked were, how did having a brother on the autism spectrum impact me growing up, um, impact my friendships and relationships, what my biggest fears are for him and do I worry about him and the future. Um, So I'm going to be answering those questions today, kind of trying to interweave it into my personal story. But before I get into anything, I just wanted to chat about um, parents of kids on the autism spectrum. They are total superheroes and at times it may sound like I'm having a little bit of a subtle dig at parents, but I'm absolutely not. My parents did the best job that they could do given their circumstances. And if you're a parent of someone on the autism spectrum, you are also doing the best you can. You are doing an amazing job. So if it seems like I'm having a little dig, I'm really sorry. I'm not. This is just my personal experience. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, a, I wanted to share it with other siblings so that they know they're not alone. But B, I also wanted to share it with parents to give them a bit of an insight into what their typically developing sibling may be going through. Um, so just a little bit of a background on my younger brother. So his name is Richie. Um, he is currently 24 years old. There is a five-year age gap between us. So when he was born he had um, quite a few uh, issues with his birth there was a lot of birth complications which eventually resulted in him receiving quite an early diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder Um, most of you will know that autism has three levels level one being uh, quite high functioning level two being moderate and three being quote unquote severe Um, rich is level two Uh, he's verbal he's social he loves to have a chat loves to get away from his mum and dad and hang out with you know friends and that sort of thing but he does struggle socially so the intent is there the desire is there he craves social interactions but he doesn't always quite know how to um you know obtain them or, or go about making friends in the most appropriate way our relationship now is amazing he's my best friend and my Uh, son's middle name is actually Richie he's named after my brother but growing up things were really really different and really really difficult so as I said he was diagnosed quite young and as a result he had um speech pathologists, OTs, ABA therapists, psychologists, all the time in and out of our house. And I found that really hard because, you know, in my five, six, seven-year-old brain, all these people were coming to hang out with my brother and not me. And, you know, that's really hard for a little kid to kind of wrap their head around, especially, you know, I was all already a little bit sensitive in regards to thinking that my parents liked my or loved my brother a little bit more than me because he naturally took up a lot more of their attention. Um, just, you know, and a bit of an example is this is, you know, 20 years ago, autism wasn't really that well known here and my parents to seek answers had to travel to America Um, I got to stay with my cousins who I'm super close with but at the time I was like my parents are going on a family holiday with my brother without me and I just genuinely thought they didn't want me on the trip which looking back is absolutely ridiculous my parents love me and I know that but that you know I hope that just gives you some insight into how difficult it is for these for typically developing siblings to wrap their head around all the extra attention that a sibling with a needs you know 
takes from parents. Um, another example is growing up at school, I was very heavily into sports. Um, I was captain of my basketball team for school and so on. And throughout my whole sporting career, there was only one game that both my parents were able to attend together. And that was my last ever game. We're in the grand final and we won. And I will never forget it because both my parents were there. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced that. Uh, Before that, I was only ever able to have one parent there at a time or sometimes no parent at all. and And a friend's parent would take me because my brother again, took up a lot of their attention or they needed to stay home with him. He just wouldn't be able to sit through a game. So it's little things like that, that I guess I've personally never forgotten. And they may seem like little blase moments to other people, but when you are a sibling of someone with additional needs, these things stick with you. And I I vividly remember them, you know, 15 years later. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to share those little snippets to give you a bit of an insight into why jealousy might be a thing um, or why your typically developing child may be experiencing a bit of jealousy around their sibling with additional needs. Um, Another thing that I wanted to chat about is how having a sibling with additional needs affected Um, my relationships with friends. So I'm really kind of, you know, a bit embarrassed to say this, but when I was younger, so I'm talking like primary school, I was actually really embarrassed to have friends around. And I think that came down to, I desperately craved that like typical sibling relationship, you know, playing games, getting rough and, and doing all that sort of stuff. And don't get me wrong, like my brother and I could play certain games, um, you know, like basketball, ball games, cause and effect games, but we were never able to play those like, you know, imaginative play games. And he never really had the sustained attention to keep the game going for too long. And that was something I found really, really difficult as well, because I saw all my friends hanging out with their siblings. And I feel like, you know, I was almost mourning that sibling relationship. I never got to experience that properly. So that, you know, that's just something to consider as well when you're you're having a a think or a chat with your um, typically developing child. Having a sibling on the autism spectrum as well, and I don't know this, I don't expect people that haven't lived through autism to fully understand what it's like having, um, you know, living with it day to day. But I don't know, is it too much to ask that people are at least empathetic towards your situation? And growing up, I feel like I was very, I was hyper aware to the fact that a lot of families didn't invite us to things. So we are part of a, a, you know, an extended community. My parents both have lots of friends from when they were growing up and we, they all have kids the same age. And there were several times that I can distinctly remember that our family wasn't invited to certain things, um, whether that be birthday parties or family holidays and that sort of thing. And that can be really, really difficult for you know parents but especially siblings because you know in my head it's like why am I being punished for my brother's behavior like why can't I do that because of him it's not fair and it can cause some resentment um you know between siblings and I think that's a really important thing to just consider if you are a parent of a child with additional needs and you do have other children is that that resentment doesn't necessarily grow as a result of anything you've done but it can grow as a result of feeling left out of certain situations so just keep that one in mind um 
But that being said, my like I said before, my relationship with my brother is amazing now. He is my best friend. And I think our relationship changed when I got my P's. So if you're not in Australia, P's is like your provisional driver's license. Um, because it was the first time that we were actually able to hang out one-on-one without without parents and I started bringing him to things with my friends and I started thinking to myself like if if my friends are real friends they're not going to care if my brother is with us you know how many times have I put up with my friends bringing their siblings to things like why should it be any different for me and um unfortunately I, I feel like I lost a few friends along the way because of that which at the time was really hard being a teenager and losing friends um But luckily for me, my core, really, really awesome group of friends um, were super accepting of Rich and, um, you know, really, really didn't mind if I brought him along to things. Actually, that talking about friends and stuff reminds me that um, when I was, I would have been about 21, um, one of my friends actually asked me, oh, do you wish that Rich just wasn't the way he is and it, I thought wow that's so interesting it's the first time I've ever been asked that question and like to be honest at the time I was quite insulted um, by the question because I just feel like it's just a weird question you know I would never ask a typically developing um, someone with a typically developing sibling whether they wish their sibling was any different so why the hell are you asking me that um, but when I thought about it I thought do I do I wish that I could take away the hardships um, from him? Absolutely, of course. I wish he wasn't bullied. I wish he um, could have normal friendships, go to university like he's always wanted, get a driver's license, you know, those sorts of things. Of course, I wish that for him. Um, but do I wish he was a different person? Absolutely not, because then he just wouldn't be my brother and I, I don't know who he'd be. Um, so, yeah, as hard as things have been, I wouldn't change my situation. Um, I wouldn't change him because it's made me who he, who I am. And he's just taught me so much. Um, and I'm just in awe of him every day, to be honest. And I'm in awe of my parents and how they were able to raise him and, and me for that matter. Because let me tell you, I was not an easy kid to raise. I, I acted out a lot. Um, So, you know, where I am today is a true testament to my entire family, not me, not just my parents, my entire family, Um, because, you know, autism is is my whole life. I know a lot about it because of my brother. I chose my career because of my brother and um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's not a burden I would necessarily wish for anyone to take. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for the lessons that, you know, being an autism sibling has taught me. Um, But one thing I do want to chat about is worrying about the future. So this is something that I think a lot of parents don't realize. And I know my parents didn't realize that this was something I worried about until I actively, you know, expressed it to them. So one of the things that um, I think about a lot with Rich is worrying about his future. I've worried about his future since I was about seven years old and I realized that you know he was definitely different um, to other kids I worry about how I'm going to be able to look after him I worry about what's going to happen to him when I'm not here anymore like who is going to look after him I worry about um whether my kids are going to be able to look after him when when they're older I worry about putting that burden on my kids on my husband lots of that sort of stuff and you know it's not something that 
that kids or teens should ever have to worry about in their siblings. And unfortunately for me, I I feel like I've lost a couple of friends along the way. A lot of relationships didn't work out. And I don't know, to be honest, like when I think about it, whether that was more to do with me and my insecurities or my anxiety around my brother, or it was more to do with them. But either way, for whatever reason, they didn't work out. Um, But I think for me, the, the thing that I want parents to know is that you're typically developing sibling worries about these things these are things they think about and it may come across as resentment or it may come across as acting out or jealousy but it's genuine anxiety I think about there literally I can't remember the last day that went by that I didn't worry about um my brother and and the future even when I fell pregnant I was like so excited you know best thing that could have ever happened to me but in deep you know at the back of my mind I was like crap how's Richard gonna respond to this is he gonna be okay with me you know giving my attention to this little one and not him and just spoiler alert he's handled it like a total champion (laughs) if I'm being honest he's the best uncle and I love him even more for it but yeah um that just gives you a bit of an idea of I guess uh, no a bit of insight into some of the everyday anxieties that a sibling of someone with additional needs experiences and it's ongoing it's literally every day I worry about him every day and his future and you you kind of as a sibling you kind of have to think about things you never thought you'd have to think about so for example just had a baby I'm updating my will um writing everything in there and then I'm thinking like oh god I've got to write what I what if something was to happen to me, then what happens with Rich and who's going to look after him? And then I have to call cousins and stuff. You know, it's just a bit of a circus. And it's, I just feel like there's always something to worry about with him. And I, I don't know whether that's all my worry or some of Richie's worry as well. So just for example, when my husband proposed to me, we called Rich and we, we told him we were getting married and he was really excited, but then he went really, really quiet. And I said, oh, Rich, what's wrong? I thought you'd be really happy. And he said, oh, I, I'm happy, but now you and Josh are going to live together. What's going to happen to me when I go old? Who am I going to live with? And he sounded really def- deflated and my husband immediately stepped in and said, oh, now you've got two people to look after you. You can live with us. And although I'm so, so grateful, um, you know, for a man that will take on my brother as his own, um, I also feel a lot of guilt about putting that burden on my future family um, because I know it's not easy I've, I've been living it for 29 years and it's not something that you want to expose other people to unnecessarily so oh yeah getting a bit teary um, but yeah that's that's just some of the things I I, I I feel like I'm blabbering but I just wanted to give you some insight into some of the some of the worries that do come up when you have a sibling on the autism spectrum and worry and anxiety are huge things for siblings and I don't want that to be dismissed and I feel like it often is dismissed and it's often swept under the rug and I'm really passionate about bringing it um, to the forefront because my brother effect impacts every decision I make every single decision where I'm going you know I was living in Queensland quite happily but I came back to Sydney because my brother was here and I know he needed me he doesn't have that many social connections um, and I you know I'm one of the few people that take him out uh, you know away from my parents and that sort of thing and I needed to be here for him and I'm just really lucky that my husband agreed you know to follow me down so that was that was lovely um on the note of anxiety though I also wanted to chat about bullying so um 
obviously kids with disabilities are more likely to be bullied by their peers which is a horrific um, statistic in itself but when your sibling is bullied that also plays on your mind and that also um, you know increases anxiety and unfortunately for us my younger brother was bullied quite a lot uh, physically verbally emotionally at school and that has something that has never left my mind and also contributes to the anxiety that I have around him I do feel a lot of guilt when it comes to Rich I will say that I don't know why I feel guilty sometimes that like if for example if I'm out with friends and I'm having a good time and then he messages me and says what are you doing I know he's at home by himself and I know he's bored and then I instantly feel guilty that um, I'm not with him or that he can't go out it's not that I'm not with him it's that he can't do what I'm doing Um, I used to come home from nights out when I was younger um, to hang out with him because I again I felt really really guilty and I guess I just feel guilty even if I'm exhausted and he asked to come over Um, you know and I've just gotten the baby down and I just have no energy to deal with myself let alone someone else at that point Um, so yeah I do definitely think that guilt is something that I experience so if you are a parent of a child with additional needs and a typically developing child um, nothing that you can say to them is going to make them feel worse than they already feel um, in regards to like their sibling I know a lot of um, siblings have come to me and the parents like you know he just it doesn't seem like he loves his brother and his brother needs him and this and that and yeah that's that's true but every kid is trying to to manage their relationship with their sibling in different ways and typically developing siblings are mourning the relationships that they're never going to have and the things they're never going to experience with their sibling who has additional needs and I think as parents we need to be more mindful of that and I think as um, parents we need to make sure that we're not only looking after the mental health of our of the children with additional needs but the siblings it's so important I wish that I had spoken to my parents sooner about the anxiety and guilt um, and all those other emotions that I was uh, that I was feeling about my brother Um, but I never did I actually didn't even mention it till I was like 21 I think so um, yeah I think as parents and therapists and adults um, we just need to be more mindful of the um, behaviors and the emotions of the typically developing siblings in these families because it is hard, man. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. It is so hard. It impacts just every aspect of your life, um, your friendships, your relationships, your future. Like I said, every decision I make and that sort of thing. That being said, he is quite literally one of the best things in my life. Like, I love that guy so much he's awesome he's taught me so much he's guided my career he's one of the reasons for pretty much everything I do and I love him so um before I go today I just want to share with you so my mum actually wrote a book called dealing with autism and it's about our experiences growing up with him in our family and I wrote um, a sibling chapter and I just wanted to read you a couple of little um passages from here just to give you a bit more of an understanding because I feel like I was able to write it down in this book a lot better um, than I was able to explain it verbally to you guys so I'm just going to read a little bit um, to you 
Because of my young age and limited knowledge of autism, I was not sure why this happened to our family. Did this happen to a lot of kids and was it my fault? Why did it happen? I used to sit in my room and think of the answers to these questions until one day I remembered something which caused me to feel a lot of guilt and shame. For a few months until I had the courage to ask my mum, I thought that everything that was happening was my fault. When my mother was heavily pregnant with Rich, she took me to the local park. I was on a tire swing and she was pushing me. I was flapping around like any normal five-year-old when my leg kicked her stomach. It wasn't hard, but it wasn't soft. In my young mind, I honestly believed that I was responsible for his problems and that my kick had caused his autism. I asked my mum about it and she cried. She reassured me that this small incident had nothing to do with his diagnosis, but I just wasn't convinced. For an entire year, I believed that I was to blame. Looking back, do I think this affected me? Yes. Did I act out as a means of getting attention? Definitely. I believe it affected me more than I realised. After all, before Richard entered our lives, I was a five-year-old only child and only granddaughter. It's safe to say I was always the centre of attention. Understandably, Richard's birth changed this. When I meet new people, I tell them about Richard's diagnosis immediately. It's almost my way of saying, this is my situation, we come as a package deal, and if you can't handle him, then thanks, it was nice to meet you, but you can go away now. This refers to friendships and relationships. We are a package deal. He's my best friend. And if you don't know, want to know him or his story, then I don't really want you to be a part of mine. Regrettably, I have lost a few friends along the way with this philosophy, but the ones who have stayed are wonderful. The ones that do care are the ones I surround myself with. My relationship with Richard is simple. He's my best friend. The end. In many ways, it's a normal sibling relationship. He steals my things and calls me fat and I pull the doona off him when he's trying to sleep in. Our relationship is not something I can easily explain. When he's upset, my insides knot themselves. When he achieves something, I do an inner fist pump and am overcome with pride. When he does something inappropriate, I sit him down and try to explain to him why it's wrong. We're a team. When one of us succeeds, we both do. I feel very lucky that I have this relationship with Richard because I know many siblings of children with autism don't. Many siblings can become angry, frustrated and resentful towards their brother or sister with autism. Now don't get me wrong, there have been times when Richard's behaviour has embarrassed me greatly in public and I would just ask my parents, can we just go home now? So... My advice to other siblings struggling to find themselves and struggling to differentiate themselves would be to just embrace it. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, autism is a chronic condition. It can improve, but it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Believe me, I know how hard it can be. But more often than not, for a child with autism, siblings are the only friends our brothers or sisters have. And that is why I am so passionate about this issue and so passionate about spreading awareness about um, the struggles that siblings may experience. Because yes, the struggles of the people on the autism spectrum or with additional needs are huge. They're monumental, but we're all aware of them. I really think siblings fall through the cracks and I'm really passionate about changing that. Um, In fact, my master's thesis was on siblings and their mental well-being their psychological well-being um, that research was published and you can actually um, find that article if you want to read it online um, I actually have it saved on my website so if you head to my website www.theplayfulpsychologist.com then click on the tab called publications and pdfs um, you can 
it's a free download. Um, you can download it and it's called A Study of the Wellbeing of Siblings of Children with Autism Spectrum Disorders, Sibling Efficacy, Positive and Negative Affect and Coping Strategies. Um, and it was published in 2018. So it's a pretty interesting read if you're into the um, nerdy science stuff. But if you're not into the nerdy science stuff, you can read more about my family's story in my mum's book, Dealing with Autism. I will put a link to purchase the book in um the description of the podcast anyways that's all I'm going to chat about on this topic I hope that was useful if you guys do have any questions or um, you know specifically related to siblings of people with additional needs or you are a sibling and you want to reach out please do so you can dm me on my instagram at the playful psychologist or just email me via my website thanks so much for listening and I'll see you later